0: Blazers reporter Mike Richmond, you are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers on the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listens, coming at you every single weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. And today's episode, a very special one. We are joined by veteran NBA reporter from all over the map and currently writing for GQ all postseason long. Howard Beck, Howard, how are you doing? Thanks for joining the program.
1: Doing well, Mike. How are you?
0: Good. Uh, so I resisted right there doing the what up Beck. I'm going to be honest. Uh, this is this is it seems obligatory. In fact, I call this little studio where we're recording the obligatory what up Beck. I have a story about this. So you know, I know you from way back from from uh, from many many covering many many teams over the years, right? Uh, and one time we, I was at the NBA playoffs. I, I know you do not remember this story. Uh, We, I was, it was 2015, 20, 2016 NBA playoffs. Uh, We were in LA. Blazers are playing the Clippers. We're walking through a hotel in LA. You happen to be there as well. I'm with my friend, friend of the program, veteran reporter, Jason Quick. And, and you, we walk by you and you say, what's up, Jason? Hey, how you doing, man? And Jason looks at you very calmly and says, hello, Howard. And I'm a young reporter at the time. And I'm like, yo, what the... You cannot greet this man, "Hello, Howard." That's the exact opposite of how you're supposed to greet him. This is, this is this is maybe illegal.
1: Jason and I go back to the late '90s, early 2000s when he was covering the Blazers for the Oregonian, and I was covering the Lakers for the LA Daily News. So, uh, it an entire era of of. Uh, NBA, sports coverage, journalism, everything existed before what up Beck was an actual phrase that anybody knew before Zach Lowe had introduced it into the lexicon. Um, And in fact, before Kobe Bryant had ever actually said the phrase that became Zach's catchphrase that now has become (laughs) this this funny weird thing into itself but uh yes jason could just call me normal just say hello like a normal person because (laughs) we've known each other since before this whole thing existed yeah
0: this was you know 20 years into your relationship whatever it was (laughs) hello howard but i was i'm a young reporter you know and i'm like i'm like no hold on jason you did it wrong you did it wrong um so that was uh that was uh, a, a greeting that I always remember. Uh, not we're not talking about just uh, how salutations today, even though we could. We could do twenty five minutes on this is the sure. professional podcast. If we, we had could, to do whatever. Uh, but I, I want to talk about sort of the broadly the Blazers off season. Um, you know, there's half the league is still playing postseason games, but I'm lucky enough to be covering a team that season is done they are entering a a pivotal and interesting offseason perhaps the most interesting of the damian lillard era what do you make of their position position just sort of like in broad terms and we can sort of narrow down on it
1: yeah i mean listen um i i don't feel much differently about them now in mid april of 2023 than i think i probably did in mid april of 2022 um I thought if there's a crossroads they hit it a while back if there's a a reason to completely reassess everything and and put everything on the table it already existed and I I I was not convinced a year ago at this time that they should be trying to just keep patching it up and figuring out a you know how, you know some some new way to go forward around Damian Lillard because every year that goes by He's another year older with that many more miles on him. And th- the window just keeps getting smaller. Now you couldn't have anticipated after having the toughest injury year of his career last year, he would come back with what was in some ways the best season of his career right. this season. Um, You know, at least statistically and, you know, by some measures. Um, and so that's promising, right? And it might even lead you to believe that, okay, well, sure. Um, you know, Dame is, is, you're going to be 33 by opening night, but if he's still playing at this level and we're in an era where, you know, sports science and new training methods and everything else, so guys can extend their careers. Look what, what, look, you know, look what LeBron James has done. Look what Steph Curry's still doing. Um, Chris Paul is, is starting to fall off the cliff, but like Chris Paul extended his career into his late thirties. Like, you know, maybe we've got a, a, still got a five-year window here. I don't, I don't know that that's the right way to, to, to view it. Right. Like you're already on borrowed time, I think with Damian Lillard. And so, um, we'll, we'll get into the whole, like, what do you do with Dame thing? But just to, to bring it back to like the, the, um, you know, this season versus last season at at, at around this time, I thought they should have traded the pick that became shade and sharp. Like I, I was convinced that if you're, if you're going to still, um, Pursue the idea that we that that we are a viable team with Damian Lillard, and we think we can build something around him. You're not doing it with rookies. You're not doing it with guys who are 10 years younger who are going to need time to develop. Now, Shaden Sharp ended up having like a really impressive season, and it was was fun, and he he looks like a promising player. All that, that's fine. But I always was of the belief that if you've got a veteran at that stage, uh, a star of that stage, in that caliber of Damian Lillard, you have to keep getting other veterans. Around him, and I applied the same thing. Whether it was LeBron in his late years with Cleveland, uh, or Steph with the Warriors, I, you know, I, I I said the same thing when they were before they were drafting Weissman, Moody, Kaminga. I thought those picks all should have been trade. I'm I'm very consistent on this: trade picks for good players who already exist, who can help your superstar, your aging superstar, right now. Um, and here they are, back in that same position again, trying to decide how to figure that out once again.
0: And with probably a very high draft pick and with a second first round pick that they're going to have from the Knicks. um, Yeah. The, the, the moment that they did not send out number seven last year, they started the clock on dual timelines, right? They said, we have this one path. That's 19 year old Shane Sharp, promising youngster, whatever, long, long tail future. And we have Damian Lillard, who is the window is increasingly small. And I think by pressing forward with that they have narrowed the window so incredibly tiny like it is a crack now it is basically june of 2023 and the first couple weeks of july 2023 and if you don't get it right in that 5 week window the era ends or or the era doesn't end and you stumble into next season and you're and you are behind when you should have made that decision and now it gets uglier and messier. And then there's maybe like a February divorce of a franchise icon. It's it. The, the decision to make two timelines or to, to try to operate on two timelines has put them in a situation where they, I think this summer, more than any more than any time in Dame's career, they have to make a decision because like you said, they probably should have already made some of these decisions. They probably should have made the tough ones. Let's let's, let's talk about what's, what are their choices in in the second segment uh but uh how are you going to any concerts this summer
1: (laughs) uh i'm not planning to at the moment i have a long list of ones that i hope to get well here's
0: the good news here's the great news for you even if you don't have tickets there's a great place to get last minute tickets it's gametime.co buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, for music, for comedy, for theater, with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can't stop stressing over. You can stop stressing over tickets. Start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. GameTime is the place for those last minute deals. Uh, So instead of planning months in advance, GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, in the same row for less money, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Plus it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Because you can get images of your seats before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Plus, tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to go through emails or dig through find your code or whatever it is. It's just sitting there right with a thing you can scan to get into the venue. So snag tickets you want without the stress with the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use a promo code locked on for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem. Code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. Guaranteed. Alright. Still chatting here with Howard Beck, veteran reporter. You can read GQ, all off-season long and all post-season long, but off-season for our purposes here for the Portland Trailblazers. What do they do, Howard? How do how do with franchise icons and all this stuff with, with someone who's Damian Lord is like at worst, the third best player in in Blazers history. And he's not three. Um, So what do they do and what, what should they pursue this summer? Do they, do they owe it to him to, to give it a shot or have they given it a shot? And should they pivot and move another direction?
1: This is where it gets complicated on a really fundamental level to me so uh, if you if you look at this in the abstract or if you look at this in the, the, the pure cold pragmatic view when an nba team reaches this kind of of uh just dead end basically which is what it feels like they've been in for the last couple of years the obvious cold pragmatic thing to do is say you know what this is as far as you can go you owe it to yourself, your franchise, and your star to just move on. Part ways. Dame Lillard should be traded somewhere. You get back a boatload of stuff for him. You start building for the next era. There are no two timelines. I think the Warriors have shown us two right. timelines doesn't work that well. It's almost impossible to pull off. and may even be impossible to pull off. And the Warriors had more ways to do it um, because they had more players to, to work with. The Blazers don't have that luxury. It's just hard for anybody. The complication is this. If the player you're talking about happens to be arguably the best player in franchise history, uh, right? Uh, and, and I think, you know, Dame has that, you know, can, can lay claim to that fairly. Um, it's really hard to just do that, right? It's easy for us sitting here at home to say, blow it up, trade Damian yeah. Lillard, get back a ton of picks and players and, and, and start the next era and everybody will be better off. Everybody will be happy. And the Blazers will have a promising future and all that. It's a lot harder to actually do it, especially when the player himself has said, I don't want to go anywhere yeah. i'm good i love it here i want to i want to see this thing through hey guys front office keep trying just do whatever you got to do i'll be here you can keep building around me and 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 listen that that means a lot right and i'm sure it means a hell of a lot to blazers fans that dame feels that way i i have always been one who who says you, you defer to that right if bradley beale doesn't want to go Okay, fine, we'll keep building around you, Bradley Beal. Probably maybe not give you a supermax deal with no trade clauses and everything, no but trade whatever. Clause, yeah. Um, but it, and if same thing, Dame Lode, if you want to be here, far be it from me to say you should go somewhere else. The onus is on me as the GM or the team president or the team owner, whoever, to get this right and do right by you and not squander that that um, that show of faith by the player. So it's it's hard. Also, by the way. There's fans, obviously, who have an investment in this and who maybe they'd rather see you know, Lillard um, retire as a blazer, even if it means you've given up the chance to reset for the next era. Maybe they just don't, you know, there's, a, there's an emotional attachment there and an investment in this player. You have tickets that you've got to sell. And even if the fans were okay with moving on from Dame, okay, but you've got a whole sales and marketing department that have to sell tickets based on the promise of who, what. You know, um, can you fill seats with you know Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp and players to be named later with these draft picks? You just don't know. And so it's I, I always try to push back a little bit on the oh well obviously they should just blow it up and trade Dame. Sure, there's a lot of 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 logic to that. Um it's not that easy. It's just not that easy. And so if Dame is still going to and and listen, he I think he kicked open the door just a slight bit on the possibility he of he did, right? if if whatever conversations are happening behind closed doors with him include listen guys if you want to move on it's okay i'm not going to like I, like i'm not going to ask you for it you know maybe he does maybe he actually says if you don't think you can do xyz it's time it's time to go or maybe he just says it's okay if you want to explore that let me know what's out there because there are certain teams i'd i'd be happy with or what if those conversations are happening, this may go down a different road, but as if, if Lillard is sticking to what he's done for the last several years, which is no, I am here. I am staying. I want to be one of those guys who spends my entire career with one team. You know, it, it, it may doom him and them to an unfortunate, you know, next five years, right. Where he doesn't ever get to reach the heights that, that you'd like to see a player of his caliber where they don't get to, to, to move on. Like, but it's never as simple as that. There's, there are other factors to consider. So, um, I, I I do not have a hard and fast view of what they quote unquote should do.
0: Should do. Yeah. Capital S. This is like from from the desk of Beck. This is, this is the decree. I I think it's almost like an existential question. What is the right thing to do is the right thing to do to give Damian Lillard exactly what he wants or, or try to try to give Damian what he wants. Right. Cause there's no guarantee that you build this c- contender overnight. It's basically happened once in the last 20 years with the, uh, with the Celtics that you could go from a bad lottery team to a team that is title, a title contender. You just got to trade for two hall of famers. One of which was an MVP in the previous three seasons. That's simple enough. Just go ahead and knock that out of the park. And you'd be good to go. <laughs> you can't, 2004 MVP, Kevin Garnett in the summer of 2007, you'll be fine. You have a three-year window of playing for multiple titles. Um, but do you, if you go that route, do you owe Dame that? Or do you owe sort of the pragmatic truth of both of saying like, listen, we it's too hard to do this. We're going to send you somewhere else. And I think you made you made a good point. He's opened the door for this more than he has in the past. In the past, he would go on various places because Dame is very, very amenable with his time and a great interview. And he's mostly very, very, very honest when he speaks. And he says, I want to be here. Stop doing this to me. Stop. Stop. Stephen A. Smith, please stop it. Stop sending me to another place. Stop doing this on the morning yelling shows. Stop sending me to, to larger cities. I don't hear that as much now from him. I think in his ex interview with the Blazers, and I believe with his sit down with the, that same guy, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's two broadcast, um, their broadcast like whatever podcast simultaneous broadcast, Dame said there's a decision to be made. Either they do it and they go all in and they put their eggs in my basket, or they say we can't get it done. Let's have that talk. I think with stars though they're not trading Dame to the Hornets. They're not trading Dame to the Magic. They're not sending him like if if there is a breakup this summer, they're going to do right by him, right? Like sure. Do we have is there a precedent where it's like where someone of his caliber where they're just like sorry buddy, you're gone. Like not in the last not in the post LeBron era where they like where someone gets like truly a star gets like truly outcast. It depends so,
1: on what that's. Yeah. It depends on the star, right? Like Kyrie Irving did not have the Boston right. Celtics on his list. Right. Um, Jimmy Butler was traded to Minnesota. That wasn't exactly where he wanted to be. And then he ended up bouncing over to Philly and he didn't like, so it, it like it can happen, but right. Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler did not have the kind of, uh, you know, cachet, deep roots and meaning bond with those franchises that Damian Lillard does with Portland. So I agree I agree with you Mike. If it's going to happen, it's going to be something that they do um in concert with each other. Although by the way, I would just say as somebody who has taken my fair share of shots in Orlando over the years, not actually a bad place to land at this point given Bancaro and Wagner and everybody like they they've actually, you know, yeah, they could, it's still still yeah. they're still too young to win, but uh, you know, they're set up okay. So that's that's yeah, not Give uh, them a yeah.
0: give them a top 5 offensive player in the league, they'd be really good in a hurry. Sure. Um that they they would help. Uh I think there are some parallels to this. It's not a perfect parallel, but to the to the decision the Lakers had to make with Kobe Bryant at the end of his career, um, where they kind of got lost in the desert. Uh, is, you know, they were bad for a while. They gave Kobe a bunch of money and they were bad. Yeah. Is there a scenario where you see that happening with the la- with the Blazers, where it's just like, hey, w- we both want this. We both want to be here. And, and you kind of end up, like you said, with that like, difficult half decade.
1: I wonder where, so listen, if I were the Blazers, I'm almost wishing that Damien comes to me and says, trade me. Right. It, it simplifies things, right? Um, because you also don't wanna be the the uh, the GM who decided to trade the greatest star in franchise history, right? If it's collaborative, or if it's a you know trade demand, whatever that kind of thing, it lets you off the hook. And the hardest thing to do is to decide to do it against his wishes, or to decide to do it without him having requested slash demanded slash whatever. Um, but look, that is also why you get paid the big bucks, right? So if if you're uh, the GM at this point, I think you 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 look at this and you make the 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 cold calculation. What are the odds that we actually can spin this thing forward in the near term here? What are the odds that we can actually get some veterans who can help you uh, you know, you know, not only get us back to the playoffs, but make uh, these, however many years Dames got left, make them meaningful, have deep playoff runs. Championships are not guaranteed. Finals appearance is not guaranteed. You just want to give yourself the best chance to make a deep playoff run every year. And we're seeing it in the Western Conference this year where there was a school of thought that the Lakers should just stand pat keep you know hold on to russell westbrook let him let his contract come off the books don't use your future picks just let the season fall away and i was absolutely against that personally philosophically i thought you do not waste a season of lebron james's career and we're now seeing they're up you know 1-0 as, as a seven seed and their opponent the grizzlies maybe without John Morant, their star for the rest of the way, for all we know. And suddenly this we've, the Lakers have gone from might miss the play in entirely to made the play in made the playoffs, became a seventh seed, up 1-0 in a series against a team that was already in certain state of disarray, missing guys, and is now missing their most important player. And oh my gosh, the Lakers have a shot. You know, it's a lot to say after Game One of the first. Yeah, but, I was going to say
0: if we want to go further, like after I'm Game just, One, they have a chance to have home court advantage in their own building against the Clippers in Round Two. It's all aligning, but I'm like not. I'm not one.
1: saying they're winning the next three championships in a row, Mike. I'm just saying, that, you know, you can't rule it out. Um, no, I, I, the the point is simply that you leave the door open. You put yourself in the best possible position to take advantage of of things. And considering the West is wide open right now, if you're the Blazers, you have to look at that too. Do you fl- believe that next season this will be any different? Because if we're in this state of where there's like six, seven teams and it's kind of parody slash mediocrity, no dominant team, it, I mean, it might actually, you could talk yourself into the idea that you're maybe you're a couple moves away from putting yourself in the same mix with that same morass of teams uh, in the West right now. That, that's a, that is a plausible position to take. I'm not sure if it's the correct one, but it's plausible.
0: Yeah, it, it, when the middle is thick, it's easier to convince yourself you can get back to the middle. Like, and it is this year more than that. it's been in the West in a while. There's not that dominant 64 win team where you say, okay, well, I mean, and we can get the four seed, but if we go, if we have to go into golden state, we're going to get thrashed anyway. So it's like, or, or, what, right. or when it was the Spurs before that or whatever it is, there isn't that team. I mean, the nuggets did look pretty good in their opening game. So maybe, maybe there is. And when they went 41 and 18 or whatever, to begin the season, maybe we should have taken that more seriously. But, um, they limped into the playoffs. It feels open. It really does. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna put you on the spot, but I'm gonna ask you to make a educated guess to close the show. An educated guess of how this off goes. But before we do that, I want to tell my listeners about Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. You can download the app, Prize, or go to PrizePicks.com. Here's how it works. You pick between two and six players on every entry, and then. You just are picking between above or below the projection set by Price Pick. So I play NBA. It's things like points, rebounds, assists, steals. You pick your entry. Say I'm going above or below the projections. That's all it is. There's no field. There's no sharks. It's just you versus the projections, and you can get your money quickly with safe and fa- safe and fast withdrawals. Plus, new users right now get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That means you put in 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they give you 50 bucks. But only when you use that promo code Lockdown. So go to PrizePicks.com or download the app and use that promo code LockedOn to take advantage. That's Prize Daily Fantasy made easy. Still a pass for his point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked On Blazers. still Chatting here with veteran reporter Howard. Back, Howard. What are they going to do this summer? How does this end?
1: Um, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Uh, David Stern uh, once accused me uh, sn- snarkily, as David Stern is, uh, have, you know, was prone to do, um, of having a crystal ball. He didn't like something that I had a statement I had said, and he says, well, I don't have your crystal ball. So um, apparently I do have a crystal ball. I don't know where I've lost it. It's probably in this mess of, of a home office behind me somewhere. Um, I, If I had to guess... I would guess they 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 keep doing the same thing, sadly. I, I if I had to guess, it's it's just too difficult to decide to blow it up. But again, if Dame has changed his 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 uh, view of this, if he goes to them and says everything should be on the table, it, it changes everything. Um, I short of that, my guess is that look, they either, you know, maybe they find a a reasonable, uh, number to re-sign Jeremy Grant. Maybe they find a new home for Nurkic and and get something of use back. Um, maybe they feel like another off season of Simons and Sharp developing, um, gets them somewhere. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, who knows where that pick lands, by the way, a lot of this may just simply depend on what the lottery does to their draft pick. Um, that pick again I, I would argue as i did a year ago you should trade it for veteran help if you're going if you're keeping damian lillard trade it for veteran help i still believe yeah, i would that, say unless know.
0: it's the unless it's the first one <laughs> unless it, unless, it's, use, unless it's victor it's the and first one trade the yeah. other ones I, yeah. I think i think that's pretty simple
1: right and i you know scoot henderson's great um but you know you're not you're not drafting scoot if you're keeping dame so if you're number and, and, 2 or and below sharp and
0: all, yeah exactly
1: yeah if you're number two, if you end up at two or below, I think you're, you should be trading the pick. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sure they want to keep sharp. But again, if the if the goal is to win now with Dame, you have to figure out, are the players that you have next to him right now good enough or not? And can they get you something better? This is like, I'm not, this is, you know, I'm stating the absolute obvious here, but that's where we are. Like you either feel like you've got the tools to move this thing forward or you don't. And if you don't, then you either are committing yourself to mediocrity around damien or you're going to him and saying listen it's time like are, are you yeah. comfortable with this and, and, and maybe they should be the ones initiating it maybe they should be that that door that he cracked open maybe they should be pushing on it a little bit and saying listen um we we we've we've, we've tried we've explored everything we don't think there's a path forward um that that gets us anywhere beyond like 38 to 42 wins for the foreseeable future if you're okay with that, we'll keep trying. We're not giving up. But if you're not okay with that, we're kind of hemmed in right now, and they kind of are. I don't yeah, I don't I, I don't see obvious paths out of this um you know short of of trading Damian Lillard.
0: And if we know that here in our home offices around across the country, the league knows it too, and there are and there are teams that will say that's an interesting trade offer call me back in the middle of July when you haven't found anything and we'll take Damian Load off your hands for you. There are people that are going to, there are teams that are going to freeze out Dame. I don't think there's a huge list of suitors for a, I mean, he's just an expensive 33 year old guard. So it would be teams that really are for sure real deal. Holyfield going to go for it. There's going to be a bunch, right? But it's not, 28 yeah. teams and look right? i didn't
1: meet yeah and I'm, i wasn't trying to like do any you know like kind of like subtle messaging with the brooklyn bridge behind me in my uh, virtual background <laughs> here but i am Bro- i am brooklyn based and there's a team in my backyard that suddenly has a ton of other teams draft picks plus a ton of interesting wings three and d guys whatever else and certainly the nets have been a team that that were you know high on the speculation list um because yeah. they've they've positioned themselves to get the next star who gets traded right um some of the other teams that are that are loaded for that, like, all right, the Thunder have a bazillion picks, but they've got Shea Gilgis, Alexander. Does a Shea Dame backcourt make sense? And when, they're they not trading Dame I, to OKC.
0: There's no way they're trading Dame yeah. to OKC. There's no way that David yeah. Loewis says, yes, the Plains, please. <laughs>
1: I'm just thinking out loud here who's got the yeah, no, assets, for sure. right. right? Um, the Pelicans still have some really interesting Laker picks, but they've already traded for a longtime Blazer guard. Um,
0: <laughs> maybe maybe so- they swap them back.
1: That would be interesting. (laughs) So I don't like those. Like those don't seem like obvious places to go, right? Um, You know, Laker fans will keep fantasizing about the idea of getting Dame, but I don't know. You know, who you're trading to get him? But you know, those things have circulated for a while. Um, You know, Westbrook will hit free agency, and the Clippers will once again be looking for a point guard potentially. Um, Again, another team that doesn't have any of its picks and doesn't have a lot of assets to deal with. So, like, we we don't need to go through you know 29 teams right now. Probably don't have time to do that, but. Um, there will be teams out there with absolute interest. There will be teams out there that have assets, um, but he's, it, really it, it, he's he's still, no, no, that's the thing. He's still really good. And if you're a team that already has everything else, the the supporting cast that just needs the superstar plugged in, which is sort of the case you could make for the Nets, um, then yeah, there's a, there's a deal to be had out there if they decide they want to pursue it
0: yeah so earlier this week i did an episode um that i'm sure you listened to that uh (laughs) that uh it was i just did percentages of who's going to be back and i put dame at 91 percent because i said you know what i think they're going to go his route like i think they're going to like you i kind of think that they'll say hey if you want to be here we'll try it again we'll we'll do what we've been doing right we'll continue this uh, we'll continue these attempts and uh someone who works in the league um, I like, I to like this, this parlance is a, a rival executive. That's what people really like when they do sorts in the league with somebody who works outside the blazers in the league. One of my favorite people, phrases. Yes. A, a rival executive sent me a text message that said, you should flip those numbers around. So instead of 91, the, 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 they said 19%. So I think the perception for at least people who work outside the blazers is that it, this is real and that they will explore it, um, uh, to some extent, like who knows what that'll be. And if you explore and don't find what you want and he's comfortable being there, then you're, then you're right back. But I think you're right. There are teams that would line up and get him, and the Blazers. It might be the most pragmatic approach to because of who they are to what, what they should do. So it's a fascinating off season. I think you've laid out sort of the struggles for them and they got to make a decision. Howard, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Listeners, come back for tomorrow's show. We're continuing our season review. You know who's on the table? It's Yusuf Nurkic. We're going to talk about his season, our predictions for what it will look like in the, in the offseason, where he landed in those predictions, and we'll push ahead to what's next for Nurk. Is he on the chopping block to be traded this summer, or is he part of whatever's next in Portland? Come listen to tomorrow's show to find out. I appreciate you listening. Tell your friends about this podcast. I'll talk to you soon.